Hello, and welcome to Uh Uh-huh, I Said It with Isla Powell. You know, before I get to the subject matter at hand, I would like to take a minute to discuss what I just watched, and that is the inauguration of Joseph R. Biden Jr. And I must say it was moving extremely because here's a man who ran and ran And I think this was the third time. I don't know, but perhaps it is the charm. And then Kamala is holding it down for uh, uh, black people, black women, and Asian Americans. So it's been a banner day all around. But what has struck me is this. America is fraught with problems. We have more problems then I have fingers and toes. But you know what? With all that being said, with all our troubles, and again, they are many, and although I have only visited two other countries, no, three, three, there's no place like America. And I'm sure some of you will want to fight me about that who have been more extensive in your traveling. And I welcome it. You're entitled to your views. And while I would like to visit the motherland, Italy, England, and there was one more place, but it escapes me right now. But although I would like to visit some more places, I'm sure at the end of my trip, I'll be looking forward to returning home because there's no place like America. And so there's so much there's so many possibilities here. And though the possibilities are less for many, they still remain. There are some who have beat incredible odds and made it in. So I'm not going to say that America is totally in the toilet because she's not. She's not counted out. She survives and she survives and she survives. There is a reason why people why people uh, want to come here and not just those south of the border. They're flying in from all over the world to put down roots here. What does that say? Again, There's no place like this place, you know, and like I said, with the problems, you know, there probably always will be, you know, I'm not so rose colored, especially today, even that I would think that one day, you know, it's going to be all good and blah, blah, blah. That's not going to happen until Jesus returns. But in the meantime, with the opportunities, with the, uh, with the education, with the striving, with the hustling, you you can only do that here. You can only do that here. You know, there have been college dropouts become billionaires multiple times over here in America. People come from all over the world to attend our universities. What does that say? So with all that, you know, I just want to say that I congratulate Joseph R. Biden Jr. and First Lady Jill Biden. I congratulate Kamala Harris and and Second Gentleman, I guess that's what he's called, 
Doug Emhoff. I will remember them in my prayers. I will ask that God keep them safe. I will pray that they can right the nation and we can turn back time on some of these horrible things that were thrust upon us in the past four years. And while I'm not really a patriotic person at all, I haven't I haven't stood for this uh, for the national anthem. Ooh, in maybe 15 years, I still say America is the place to be. Fight me. Uh-huh, I said it. Hello and welcome back. That socialistic phrase most hated, most needed. It's my fervent hope that with the current administration, we can finally get health care for all. How many of us know people who are totally uninsured? No type of insurance in the least. Personally, I've known one person who went without insurance for 10 years. I was constantly praying for them that no injury or sickness would befall them. They were finally able to obtain insurance under the Affordable Care Act about seven years ago. I also know someone right now by her own admission has been unable to see a doctor in 15 years. One five, 15 years. She has asthma and diverticulosis. She eats next to nothing as not to have flare-ups. The asthma medicine she manages to keep at the ready and she pays for it through her meager income, which now has been reduced to unemployment insurance due to the pandemic. Know of anyone who shares these situations? There are millions and millions of Americans uninsured in the midst of a pandemic, no less. I, too, have availed myself of the Affordable Care Act. And let me tell you, nothing about it is affordable. If you've no income, a small one, self-employed, or in my case, you can no longer afford to continue with the insurance you had on your job, then this is probably the only route you can take. I paid 10% of my premium while I worked, but if I'd carried it throughout my retirement, my premium would have been over a little over $600 per month, way too much. So I shopped around and I found something low cost and janky that had a huge deductible, no doctors in the area, and really got nothing in return. As Sophia Petrillo would say on the Golden Girls, picture this, July 2020. I'm running to let my dog in. I trip over my granddaughter's toy and down I go. I dislocate my elbow and I fracture it. I go to the hospital locally. They treat me and tell, give me a list of uh, uh, orthopedic guys to see. 
I go down the list, nobody takes the insurance I have. Nobody. So I call the insurance company really going off, as you can imagine. And they find me one 70.3 miles away. I had one way. I had to make that trek four times. And it was horrible. No doctors in the area took this insurance. Now, they didn't tell me this when I took it. But nobody took it. So now, and this is Obamacare. And why? Why is insurance like this? Greed. Insurance companies have lobbyists who shell out huge amounts to our elected officials to keep it off the table. President Obama had the right idea And he, too, at the time, had all three branches, just like Biden has now, the Senate, although slim, the House, and the Oval. But during Obama's time, even though most Democrats were for it, a lot of them were not, and of course, none of the other side. So it became watered down, nothing like he'd envisioned, and it's what we have now. Advocates for Medicare for All have won the the policy debate. A recent study from the Congressional Budget Budget Office shows again that single-payer saves money, controls costs, and covers everyone, including long-term care. But again, it lacks the support and backing from those who would need to do something to get it going, including our new 46th president. But this right now is prime time. While every while all the ducks are in a row, this would be a great time to go at it again. But again, there's it's it's pretty divided and even the president wants doesn't really want it. He wants to tweak Obamacare and how are you going to, that's some, it's a mess. Tweak it how? You know, so, and then the former one promised, oh, he was going to have something great. You know, that never came to fruition, but we knew it never would. But there's no really affordable insurance for the masses that gives them everything that they need. You know, families, you know, kids, it's sad. If you're, if you're practically indigent, you can get medic Medicaid. You can get that. But if you make a two or three pennies over it, over the, the federal guidelines, and most people do, forget about it. You know, it's it's sad. You, you just just really something. And then the lies they tell to keep us, the masses, from wanting it to kind of poison our minds because they know their lies and it's not true and it's not true. Uh, a couple of years back, I went to a union conference in Pittsburgh. And at the dinner, there were three Canadians at the table with me. And two guys and a woman. And they were, they were, they were nice enough, you know. We had a little small talk, but it was only small because the food was delicious and everyone was eating. But at the end of the dinner, when they were hitting the dance floor and everybody was drinking, uh, when they would come back to the table... You know, to uh, have another drink or, you know, to wet their whistles. I got a chance to quiz them about their insurance. 
and I asked them, I said, um, tell me, can I ask you guys a couple of questions? And they're like, sure. And I, I asked them, number one, I said, um, is it true that it takes you all like two or three months to see a doctor? And they looked at each other and they kind of smirked and they said, no, you know, I said, well, we're told down here that it takes forever for you guys to get in to see a doctor. So the taller one said, if I called now, I probably would get in to my doctor tomorrow or at the latest the next day. And the other one said, boy, they they really lie to you Americans. I said, well, let me ask you something else. I said, do you think your doctors are as good as they could be? Because we're told they're second rate. You know, are, do you think they're really good? And so they, the woman chimed in this time with the guys. And she says, well, I've never had any problem with any of my physicians. And the guy said the same thing. And one guy, the taller one again, he was the most vocal. I remember him saying, well, most of our doctors, when you look on their walls, many of them are trained, you know, in, in, in Canada, you know, somewhere or, or overseas. And a great many of them, uh, get their schooling right here in America. And I'm like, ah, but they're second rate. And then I asked my last question to them was, um, how how do you you know you view you know our insurance? You know how do you how do you what do you think about ours? And they said they wouldn't have it. And they and they also told me that they know of people who've left here that work with them on on their jobs that have left America for that reason. You know, it's just crazy. They, they, you know, and they tell us lies to gaslight us, hoping that we're a bunch of gullible people and we won't read, we won't ask questions, we'll just go along, you know, with being uh, raped financially for insurance companies, it's it's ludicrous. And the in Canada, the way it works pretty much is this. And in and in France and in Germany and in Norway and in Italy, all these places, um, they well in Canada it's called the provincial health authorities. But they set the prices for doctor costs, insurance. I mean hospital costs every kind of cost. They have costs for everything. And Canadians pay no deductibles. They have zero costs. And for example, in my research, a hip replacement down here is around $650. No, in Canada, excuse me, a hip replacement in Canada is $650. In America, the average cost is $1,634, according to the research I've done. Um, there's a publication uh, called Dr. Bill, and it's put out by uh, Canadian uh, general practitioners. And the article, it was written by someone named Kristen Campbell. And she was saying that um, the, the doctors in the U.S., and the doctors in Canada, and I keep using Canada as an example because they're our nearest neighbors that have socialized um, in, uh, in healthcare. They, they make pretty much the same. The GPs make the same. She, and, and the article went on to say, according to her, Dr. Bill, check it out, Kristen Campbell, that uh, some of the general practitioners 
make the same, you know, uh, in Canada might even make a little bit more, but for the most part, they're pretty much even to their uh, American counterparts. Now, specialists, on the other hand, uh, in, in all honesty, she says in America earn can earn far more in America. But um, she says that she questions the earnings uh, and she feels that there's a lot of misrepresentation on this side of the border, which it is because we got a, got a lot of blowhards and, and you know, and, and braggarts. But then again, you know, they do make more. They, they do. I, I guess I really can't doubt that. So um, I want to ju- I just what what really galls me, everyone, what really galls me is what the CEOs make. Now, like most CEOs, yeah, they're doing some work, but they're highly skilled in delegation. They got directors for everything. They got vice presidents. They got this, that, and other. They're not killing themselves. They're making decisions. They, they, the buck stops with them, I would imagine. But everybody, you know, the heavy lifting, they're pretty much not doing it, delegating that. But look at what they make. As of 2017, Aetna CEO earned $225,744 per day. Anthems, $101,605 per day. Cygnus, $168,677 per day. Humanas, $131,493 per day. Some company I've not heard of, AbbVie's, $131,588 per day. Now, it didn't say if this is stock options included or, or if it's just straight a salary. It just said their compensation. So I'm sure it's, it's probably all of that combined. But per day, really? When people can't even afford to, you know, get insurance, you're making that kind of money per 200, uh, 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 almost a quarter of a million dollars every day. That That's sinful. That, that makes absolutely no sense at all. And it just galls me that, you know, we're people like myself and, and people, other people are, are really trying to make these premiums to keep ourselves insured because you must have health care. When these dogs are making all this money and they probably ain't doing shit. I'm sorry. I said it. Uh-huh. I said it. In conclusion, though. I want to know when America is going to do right by its citizenry. Healthcare should be an absolute right here as it is in every other developed nation on the planet. We just can't seem to stop letting insurance, well, the, well our political, uh, our politicians can't, stop letting insurance pimp them. They just can't. They just they just can't. And we suffer. You know, during a pandemic, there's no better time than to allow all Americans the security of guaranteed health care. Families go bankrupt due to medical bills. They lose homes. If there was still such thing as debtor prison, they'd be there because they can't pay their doctor bills, their hospital bills. It's outrageous. It's sinful. America has always been a trailblazer 
except in this one arena. People, and it forces people to use the emergency room as their primary care physicians, not just for accidents, but for everything. They just go to the emergency room because what are they going to do? You know, your child is burning up with fever at two o'clock in the morning. You have no insurance, but what are you going to do? You know, you're going to get your child taken care of. And this is where we are in America. You know, and it's really sad that a country like ours struggles with this. You know, it's, it's, it's outrageous. I know I keep saying that, but it, it just infuriates me, you know. So what I would like for all of you all to do is to contact your senators, your congresspersons, and tell them that you want Medicare for all. Tell them to think of their fellow Americans, that they're always talking about their fellow Americans. Tell them to think of their constituents. You know, everybody's not rolling the same in this country. It's all this income disparity. Tell them to think about that. You know, and don't be so quick to go thumbs down on this. You know, it would really give families such a relief not to have to worry about what if, what if, what if, you know. With that said, please contact them again. Please look the numbers up. I wish I knew. I know who mine are. Visklosky and um, Braun and Young. They will be hearing from me. Well, Young already, already has and Visklosky. I haven't called Braun's office yet, but I hope you all will do the same in your states where you live. Nina Kupenda, Kupendana.